Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Denver Broncos UK podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Ritchie, and as usual, I'm joined by Dave Hazelden and Stuart Brunt. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Good evening. So, before we get on with the podcast, a couple of bits of housekeeping with the London games later this month, the Broncos coming over. Um, we're starting to kind of iron out the details for what we want to do. Um, if you want to be the first to find out everything, uh, head over to our Facebook group, Denver Broncos UK. We've already got one event uh, kind of in the offing there. And also, we've already recorded a podcast this week with uh, Ryan Conisberg from DNVR talking about all their plans for when they come over to London. So if you want to find listen to that and find out all their plans, you can go back to the podcast below this one and, uh, yeah, check that out. Anyway, on with this week's show. Unfortunately, the Broncos coming off a, a disappointing defeat to the Las Vegas Raiders. Dave, where did that all go wrong? Self-inflicted again, wasn't it? You've got to put it down to the uh, the Garden fumble. We were on a roll. You know, he comes, he come on, Garden. He had a decent run and then, you know, the game flipped. I do believe if, uh, you know, I, I do believe he was on a, a, a touchdown um, kind of yeah, run, you know. And I think even if we'd have scored a, a field goal, we'd have still won, I think. I, I think it was right there and then. Um, forget the fact that they were running all over us. We'd start to take control. And as soon as, they, as soon as we fumbled and they scored, the momentum just totally and utterly shifted, didn't it? Yeah, that was a big momentum shift. We'll, we'll get onto the running back room in a bit because there's lots to talk about there ahead of Thursday night. Stuart, for you, what was kind of your assessment of what went wrong on Sunday? I think it's an accumulation of the three three previous weeks. Um, Defence been on the field too long because of offensive issues. Um, the, the wear and tear and the tiredness started to show in. Obviously, a couple of injuries um, didn't help the cause. Um, but yet again, uh, we, we seem to have a Josh Jacobs problem. Um, he's, I think they were showing a clip on, on during the game there that he's already the fourth um Fourth highest player with 100 yard games and multiple touchdown, um, multiple touchdowns against us, and he's only been in the league probably three years or four years, whatever it is. So it just goes to show there that no matter how good our defence is, no matter no matter how prepared we are or whatever stats they flash on the screen each week there with how good they all are, we still can't stop. Um, we still can't stop Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and obviously the defence not helped with losing Randy Gregory either and he's going to be out for a few weeks which is which is a it was a big blow during the game and it's a big blow going forward 100% is <clears throat> he's been absolutely superb since he's since he's come um the injury issues that we hoped wouldn't plague his his career in Denver um have lasted four games before they've they've reared their ugly head it was a, a a question mark against him when we signed him but he's been valued for money for the three previous weeks because he's been absolutely excellent um he also was held on one of the plays where um, Derek Carr scapped out for 20 yards, where he was banged to right, um, which the Zebras didn't didn't call. So he wasn't getting any luck with things like that. His his penetration is, was was superb. We just don't seem to have when he penetrates. We don't seem to have the guy next to him also penetrating to stop some of these lanes. Um, it's becoming a bit of a concern. We got away with a few errant throws um, against the 49ers uh, on the Sunday before. Um, we didn't get away with them um, 
this Sunday, but it just it, the Raiders seem to, no matter what, I think Bradley Chubb said it just before the game, um, no matter what record they are, they play against us like they're 10-0 going for 17-0 and seventeen and every single time they play against us, and we don't have that mentality, and I, I would like to know why. Yeah, so This is our deadliest rival, um, and this is the team that, no matter what happens there, you beat them, you come off with a smile on your face, you can go 16-1, and uh, no, sorry, 16-2, uh, 15 and two, whatever, however many games you want to play in the season there. But those two games are the most key games that you could possibly play wearing orange and blue, in my opinion. <clears throat> and it was good to see Russell Wilson come in and, and, and do bits offensively. Not a lot, but he was able to do bits. We got a bit of a balance going through the first half and until the fumble, like Dave mentioned, um, we were we were trying and showing enough to think that he was going to come back in that game and, and, and push on in the second half. Injury slowed it down. The, a couple of just... PS2 was phenomenal against Adams, but whenever they dropped into zone and he wasn't on him, yeah. Adams had a field day. Um, and Carr looked for him every single time. Carr went straight to... Did, did, the, um, did the line shift. Every single time there, the PS2 went and dropped into zone coverage. He threw at Adams, and every time he didn't, well, not every time, but majority of times that he didn't, he very rarely tested uh, PS2, which is a testament to how good he is um, and how shut down he is starting to become. The, the quarterbacks like Derek Carr struggled to, to make completions throwing his side. Um, we had a bit of a bit, bit of a dodgy period where Matt Collins seemed to just be able to do whatever he wanted. Um, the stats don't show it. I'm just looking at him now. There, three receptions for 33 yards, but he was a lot more dangerous than that. Um, I think there was a couple of drops in there, or maybe a couple of errant throws, maybe. But he seemed to just be everywhere, just doing little bits here and there that just seemed to just knock our defense for six and just take the wind out of every sail. They controlled all the line scrimmage. They controlled all all the, all the time o'clock. Um, we still can't stop Max Crosby, no matter who we put over there. Um, it's getting ridiculous now, but it's two people have destroyed our game plan, um, and it's not for the first time. Dave, um, I mean, Stuart touched on the offense a, a little bit there. It did seem, for the most part, to be a big improvement on what we've seen in recent weeks. It was just really that third quarter where we seemed to go completely off the boil. It did. I'm starting to question that offensive line of ours, to be honest with you, because, it, you know, it, when they made adjustments, we seem to struggle. Now, I don't know whether that's <clears throat> that's personnel or whatever it is, but, you know, they, 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 they made the adjustments. I do believe if we'd have scored instead of uh, fumbling, I do believe we win that game. It, it's just, it took every, it just took all the life out of us, you know, I think we did they have in the back of their minds about Javante obviously they didn't know how bad it was but he went down didn't he, and it looked like nothing um, I, 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 I'm kind of blaming the offensive line me for the second half because Russ got injured didn't he, he ended up icing his shoulder and you know the, the running lanes weren't there and our tight end players non-existent at the moment. Um, nice for Hamlet to get a nice catch though. That was good. <laughs> you know, it, it just seems to be 
the offensive line struggled, and I, I kind of put that down as well to where things started to go wrong setting half for us. Yes, yeah, Stuart, it looked much closer to the Russ we want to see, didn't it? And it did feel like if the defence could have got that stop in in the fourth quarter after he ran in the touchdown, that he could well have, uh, you know, we had the momentum and he could well have done what he did in the previous two weeks. Absolutely, um, he's he's one of those he's one of those players. He's one of those um, reasons why, obviously, the minute that he comes available, teams want him. <clears throat> we ended up going out there giving him the the whole house yard, cars in the in the port uh, and the porch and the you know the boat and the and the fishing lake. We gave him everything. Um, he's stuttered first couple of weeks with his accuracy and getting used to players and. I'm bedding in if you like there, but he came to play, and you know for him to just for him to just not have thirty passes was um, a godsend really. Um, despite what the Raiders did, nearly four hundred yards of, of offense against us versus just about three hundred for us, we we still managed to find ourselves with a little bit more balance than we've seen previous weeks. It, it shows good. Um, well, hopefully, it shows good game management going forward. There, we we need to get the we need to get the clock back and stop giving penalties away. That's that's the key things now for the next few weeks because we will see a completely different team, um, and that is just fundamental football. You, you control the trenches, you control the time of possession, you don't turn the ball over. You're going to be in a hell of a lot more games than you're going to be out of them. Yeah, the penalties seems to still be a problem doesn't it I think we were first and 30 at one point we did convert it I'm pretty sure in the end but you know when you're first and 30 it's you know it's setting you back and making your job almost impossible and some of the penalties I think I think it is particularly on offense now isn't it where the penalties are really really being a killer at the moment and we, st- we started to hear that um you know holding number 72 that started to creep in again didn't it uh He's not, he's not the Mike Munchak effect for me at the moment, and you can tell. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it was just, it was disappointing because we was pretty good in the red zone for finally things. If I got to take a positive out of it, I suppose we've got to say things have started to click now. You know, we scored that that many points we scored, and it was. Decent in the red zone, like you said, Russ started to start to find his groove and and he started to scramble and run a little bit more. It's just for, for me that offensive line is breaking down too much. And Stuart talking about breaking down, obviously the perhaps the most significant news on Sunday was Javante Williams. He's going to be out for the season with a a really significant injury that could take you know some time to recover from but as for the what it means for the here and now you know I think when Melvin Gordon fumbled on his first carry it, it seemed the Broncos had moved slightly away from the one-two punch and towards Javante because that first carry came quite far into the game and then he fumbles it and you think you know that's probably you know people are writing his obituary but suddenly now Melvin Gordon's going to be running back one on on Thursday night, isn't he? And you know, kind of, what does that mean for the the Broncos now? It it just means you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful trusting him with the ball. You've got to be careful with the with the plays that you've you designed for him. You've got to be careful with the way that he approaches the game. 
um, because Mike Boone isn't the answer. Uh, um, if if it breaks down um, Thursday and we don't get Murray uh, dressed for the game or used to the formations or used to the terminology, whatever it may be, and he ends up sitting there, if if Gordon has a stinker on uh, tomorrow night, Mike Boone is not going to give you 50 yards, 80 yards, 100 yards. Um, in my opinion. So it's going to put more and more emphasis on Russ. It's going to make us more and more one-dimensional, um, of which then the, the Colts, I think, they're the conceding about the same yards as us and roughly the same amount of points as us each game. So we know how tough we can be defensively, um, coming up against a team that can do that as well. Uh, if Gordon doesn't doesn't pull it out of the bag for us, um, I could really see him going, number one. Um, out the door, despite his contract and getting replaced, and um, possibly Boone doing the same sort of um, same sort of exit. It's um, I think all our eggs were put in the Javante basket. If I'm being honest with you, um, they've had to split carries with Gordon because of his contract, because of his experience and stature. Um, the Seattle game should have been enough for me to say no more of this. You've got next week to prove yourself. Um, and we just need some productivity from our off- offence there. We can't allow a team to get twice as many yards as us, twice as many um, first downs and, and a good eight, nine minutes on us uh, running the clock because our defence is just going to be too tired. Offensive lines will have him to hold and hold and hold because Russ needs to get people um, open because you're going into third and six, third, seven, third, eight, third, nines, maybe more. So... We haven't got the offensive line for that. We aren't built for that. We're built for run. We're built for just put your head down and just go. We've had Lindsay do it. We've had uh, Javante Williams do it. Melvin Gordon last year did it. We need that productivity there. Latavius Murray is going to be fantastic if he comes and, and, and mixes in decently with, with the way that we run the football because he's still got enough about him um, to fit a lot of woes and take a lot of pressure off Russ. And that's what we need at the moment. I'm hoping Gordon does it for us. And we can have a one-two punch of Gordon and Murray for this year, and then give it next pre-season there to decide who stays along with Javante. Um, but we just that or time will tell us things like that there. But yeah, the run game needs to just get a bit of a kick on now, just so that we can protect Russell Wilson, protect our O line, protect our defensive line, and keep games a lot tighter than we, we saw Sunday. Yeah, I mean the thing is, Melvin Gordon is very good at running the football. Is by far the Broncos' best running back in pass protection. He, big picture, he averages more yards per carry than Javante. You know, Javante is an incredible runner. He runs through contact a lot. Melvin Gordon's probably has slightly better vision. Um, he's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. He, he just has one big flaw, which is unfortunately a significant one that has exacerbated this season, even though it has been a problem before. If he can just clean that up, he is still a very good running back, isn't he? And I feel like he kind of needs everyone to rally around him now. 100%. He's, he's aces when he's on there. We saw the Charger game last year where it was basically the Melvin Gordon show all the way down the field um, to get, I think it was a field goal and a touchdown to beat the Chargers with uh, KJ Hamler doing the catch in the, in the last couple of seconds or maybe two touchdowns. But Drew Locke came in and did did bits with Melvin Gordon there, the full, the full drive from there. He's shown it before. He's shown it this season. Um, one of the runs he did uh, earlier on in the season there, I think he took three people on his back as he, he was still churning away there. He is experienced. He's very good. He's still savvy. 
like you mentioned correctly so there with the vision that he, he has what we need him to do is A, not fumble and B, maintain that energy that he's got for at least a quarter just so they can take a little bit of pressure off everybody else because going three and out in this league with our defence the way that we are pressing all the time you can't keep that up for 35, 40, 45 minutes which is what we're having to do like we showed Sunday we cannot do it for 45 minutes which is what the expectation was after the time of possession last week <coughs> and Dave Stewart's mentioned Latavius Murray coming in he'll get to visit London twice this year which is a uh... Nice for him, he could act as a bit of a tour guide for the Broncos uh, in a few weeks' time. But to, to pick him up at this stage of the season, I, I mean, four weeks in, you couldn't really ask for <laughs> someone better to come in, could you? I mean, he's, the, the Saints made him the offer to stay on there 53 after he was called up from the squad last week. He chose to come to Denver. You know, Thursday night, well, obviously, after playing in London, you know, you know you'd normally get a bye week after that. So Thursday night probably comes a little too soon to see any real involvement, but then he gets ten days before Monday night football. You know he does have a and he had a good game on Sunday as well in London. So for the Broncos to pick him up at this stage of the season, he should be able to contribute positively, shouldn't he? It, it softened the blow a little bit, didn't it? I like the stats of his averages four yards per carry, which obviously one down, two down, three down, first down. So I like that stat about him. Um, just a quick one about Melvin Gordon. It's going to sound really daft. I think he's going to go off now. He's not going to have any pressure on him. He doesn't have to worry about being the number two back. I, th- I think he kind of knows he's in the he's in the last chance saloon, and I think he's he's going to take it with both hands, like he should hold the ball. Uh, but, but back to Murray, yeah, he's he's good in pass protection. He's he's you know he's he's everything we want, we need, and we want in a running back. And like you said, to pick him up. At this stage of the season, off a practice, I have to wonder why players like this on practice squads, you know, the the little diamonds in the rough. So hopefully he's, uh, I I doubt he'll start Thursday, I doubt it. But you know, my my fear is he's jet lagged, he's tired, he might get injured. So maybe they might err on the side of caution there and just go with the who have we got on our practice squad? Have we still got Bass there? Or has he gone now? We not call somebody up off the practice squad? Surely who knows? You know, the players and whatnot. The practice squad running back, yep. it's, um, there is one. Og, something beginning with an O. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Bass is a, sorry. He's Bass a cornerback. Bass is the corner, yeah. yeah. Let Who me just see if I can find the it not name. Crockett, was it? Not is, he the guy from, is he the guy from Colorado on the practice squad that played in the first pre-season game? I'm not, what's it, he's called... Um, I'm just, I'm og, og bar, og bar, yeah, some yeah. beginning with an, an og. I'm just wondering, do you not uh, elevate him for this game? You know, I think he, I think he will be. I don't think we'll see uh, Latavius Murray on uh, no, Thursday. Very, he might, he might suit up for the just in case. Um, <coughs> but I can't imagine, like Thomas said correctly, there. Obviously, coming back from London, jet lag. You got a, a nice ten-day break to get used to the players, the, the, yeah. the formations, and everything after this game. It might just be a just sit there, third down back, just in case we need you, and just let Boone and Gordon do their work. Um, I like I say that I don't think Boone is the answer personally, so he may end up just going. Boone was brought in more for special teams, or doesn't was in either. He's receiving back. He's receiving back there, but his issue is he can't block. So if he's in, it's basically telling everybody that we're going to pass. 
because he can't seem to do the blocking schemes. Whereas when you've got Gordon, who can catch and block and run, you, you just get a more dimensional um, attack with him. Same with think, um, Williams. I mean, for me, if, you, if you're just going to run the ball and everyone's know you're going to run the ball, then there's only one person you call upon for that, isn't it? And he's on the Colts practice squad who yep. actually might play against us. Mm-hmm. You know, shoot you off a Philip Lindsay contract. Come 100%. on, come on. Let's just have your you don't you don't fumble. You just you just have your smash mouth. You know, straight through running. We we, yeah. we want we want to run the ball. Let's just bring him on. I, I, I don't see any sense in just messing around now. You know what I mean? Just bring a running back in just to run the ball. <laughs> Divine Ogzebo is the practice squad guy. He's been around for a few years in the NFL. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, when you Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray is, once he's acclimatised, is a perfectly dangerous, you know, good, what, what, dangerous what one too. Yeah, what we need on Thursday, though, really, is some uh, <clears throat> divine intervention. Oh, oh Dave. Oh. Kick, him out, kick him off for that. Dave has just been ejected from the game. <laughs> we won't be hearing any more from him after that tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the other thing to mention from Sunday, in a positive sense, Stuart, we, we've mentioned him already this year. Montreal, Washington, again, continues to excel in the return game, doesn't he? I think three three times he set the Broncos up at, at midfield, yeah. which is such a such a massive boost for you know an offence that was struggling. And it's no surprise in that first half, when he was returning the ball to midfield, we, we put up 16 points and... We're a fumble away from more. Yep. You, you, you watch if you watch him closely as well. He's he's one decision away. He's one block away from going yeah, instead is. of 20, 25. He's he's there doing 45, 50, 55 home. Um, he's so unlucky there. I, I can't remember which which return it was there, but he stepped inside himself there and and shook two defenders. He then decided to turn into where the two defenders had gone instead of carrying upon his path. And when you look back at it on the on the uh, replay, he would have got 15, 15 yards before anybody was near him if he'd if he'd carried on the way that he'd stepped away from the from the first two, um, and still managed to get a, a good chunk of yards actually running into into the defenders. So it's just a couple of things that aren't there that are stopping him. There, the punter is is electric as well. He's he's getting us into some really good positions to try and defend ourselves as well, and it didn't work. Obviously, with the run game against us um, Sunday, but Waltman is is a fantastic addition there with the way that he uh, he can um, uh, his directional kicking just to give us the best chance of actually just surviving um, these powerful offenses that we've got coming up. The Chiefs twice, the Chargers twice, things like that. You want to get them inside their own ten and make them work for their yards. We've finally got a punter that can put them in their positions with his directional kicking. Very few go back into the end zone so the, the ball's going to be in play we've got fast electric special teams players that can stop a, a team coming at us as much as we can um, obviously excel going going forward um, I'm just really excited for Washington there I, I would throw him in at slot receiver and just get him to go on a go route and just see what you get from him uh, what have you got to lose you've got Katie Hamler who came in and did it once um, against the Raiders and he got a 55 yard catch because they weren't expecting the explosiveness from KJ Hamler to get where he got to in the time he got there. Imagine what imagine what Washington would do for you if if you could get him to do a couple more of those while um Hamler's recovered a bit more. Um and it's it's really exciting just to see somebody that's just prepared to come in and 
do the simple things, but when he gets the chance, man, is he explosive. He's really, really, really fun to watch. And looking ahead to Thursday night now, tomorrow night as we're recording this, the Broncos home against the Indianapolis Colts, <coughs> a team who we're not quite really sure what they are, maybe similar to the Broncos or maybe even more extreme. You know, they've tied with the Texans. They got blown out by the Jags. Then they beat the Chiefs before losing to the Titans last week. So, you know, you, you, you don't know what Broncos team will turn up sometimes. You, we definitely, Stuart, won't know what Colts team are going to turn up based on their four weeks so far. 100%. And their defence is a scary unit. Um, I think Leonard's going to miss another game, if I saw that rightly. Um, somebody mentioned on the... I don't know which one of it was that mentioned that um, Taylor has been declared out um, for tomorrow's watch. Their run game's going to take a hit. You've got Matt Ryan, who... Matt Ryan doesn't know which Matt Ryan's going to turn up, so nobody in the stadium will know uh, what sort of quarterback's going to come up against us. They, they, just, they are extremely Jekyll and Hyde. Um, the Jaguar game, where they got zeroed, I just watched the highlights of that there, and they were absolutely shocking. Their offensive line was absolutely awful. And yet, they go to play the Chiefs the week after, and make the Chiefs look like three years ago Jags and Jets. It's it, it, it's mind blowing to be a fan of theirs. You pull your hair up just as much as we do, um, supporting uh, Denver. So it is one of those games. It's it's uh, you look at it on paper, and if we play to our strengths, you have to think at home on a short week with the defense we've got, the players we've got, the defense that they've got as well. It's going to be a really tight game, but you should. You should be winning your home games no matter who it's against at, um, at this time of the season just to get a little bit of momentum, get a little bit more um, progress. Um, and I think it's going to come down to Melvin Gordon and Russell Wilson versus Matt Ryan and whoever the backup um, running back for the Colts is. Yeah, I mean, we talk about, uh, I think it's, is it Naheem Hines there, backup? Uh, is he there? Is he their main main running back? Is he on the way back? Uh, on think, the um on on the sorry on the depth chart. I imagine he will be uh, now, won't he? Um, if they if they look at a call up Phil Lindsay as well from the practice squad. But I mean, we talk about Javante Williams <laughs> being a miss. You know, for, for the Colts when your quarterback's Matt Ryan and you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor, that you know, if he'd have been available, it would have put an entirely different complexion on Thursday night, wouldn't it? One hundred percent, it would. And that and that is and that is the power that he possesses as a, as a player. He's one of those players where he doesn't even look like he's much, but you can't stop him. Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs did it to us multiple times on Sunday where you look like you've stuffed him and he sneaks away and he's got seven yards and you're like, hang on a minute, that should be one maximum. Um, in the same breath, Justin, uh, Jonathan Taylor's exactly the same way. He just seems to get around the edge and then he's turned and burned and he's gone. He's, he's got the speed of a wide receiver. So for him to be missing is absolutely massive for this um, Indianapolis uh, team. But they, they're still throwing the ball. They're still putting lots of yards through the air. They've got two good tight ends. They've got um, a couple of good wide receivers. Um, it's still going to be one of those games where it's going to be down to a field goal, maybe two points, maybe one point difference. Um, if the wind's blowing slightly funny one way, you know, things like that. There, I just think it's going to be a really close game should be exciting um, if if low scoring. Uh, David, it does feel like one the Broncos <clears throat> do need to win. Sitting at two and two, 
we've won both our home games so far. It, it feels like that we need to, you know, when you look at the fixtures ahead of us, we're on the road at the Chargers in 10 days' time, which, you know, is always a, a tough game, even though it doesn't always feel like a road game, um, but with the uh, <coughs> orange in the stands. But it it does feel like a really big game this on Thursday night, doesn't it? And one that, you know, if Russ can continue kind of what he was doing last time out and the defence, you would hope, will step up with, you know, a much worse running back coming against them than Josh Jacobs, <laughs> a team that has been Jekyll and Hyde. You know, this is one we need to win. I think uh, Sunday was, I was going to say daft this, I think Sunday was an anomaly because it's who we played against. If we had to play them, we'd have played somebody else, I think we'd have won. Uh, so, like you said, you've got to win in any sport. You've got to win all your home games, haven't you? I said they're, they're I've just got to reiterate everything you've said. They're a Jekyll and Hyde team. Thank God their running back's not uh, out for them. Um, like I said, my, my my worry for us is is our tight ends appear to be non-existent at the moment. I don't know whether that's because they're too busy blocking or what, but. You know, we, we need a bit more tight end play, I think. I think if we can... I think Gordon's going to play angry. He's going to play lights out. He's going to have a good game. Um, And, and I think because I'm hoping we, we establish our run game early. And then obviously then that, that, that settles everyone. And then, you know, Russell Wilson can just start uh, peppering uh, our receivers hopefully that, that that's what I would like but like you said it is going to be a close game I think definitely it's uh, you know a game against the two horses <clears> but like you said oh, the Colts always grow up to be Broncos so yeah, I think we're going to win this one yeah I mean talking about tight ends I think Greg Dulcich should be back next week off IR I think the fact it's a short week this week meant that they've yeah. waited an extra week but hopefully he could uh, solve the problems um, because Albert O had very little action on Sunday, didn't he? And yeah, Eric Albert's been getting it all. I was going to say, was Albert O even playing? That's how that's how quiet he's been. I mean, I know, I know, the the our tight ends are primarily used for for blocking purposes, but still, you know what I mean. It, um, Saubert seems to be the better one at the moment. He seems to be the one who's been targeted now. Is that lack of faith with, with over Albert or is he he's just not, you know, breaking free and getting there or what? I don't know, but it's it'll be good to see our rookie tight end finally take to the field and, you know, see if he can produce what we drafted him for. Give us a prediction for Thursday night then, Dave. <clears throat> I've been, I've been I've been I don't want it to be a field goal fest. But lots of games this season for <clears throat> me. Field goal fest, aren't there? And a lot of games this season where, where, you know, there's been a lot of field goal score. I think we're at home. I think we're going to be licking our wounds a little bit. It's Thursday now. I think Melvin Gordon's going to play angry. And I think we're going to win it. I think we're, I'm going to go 20 points to 13. Yeah, I think being at home, the, the Colts' offence is, you know, with especially with Jonathan Tillemis, is not quite on the level of the Raiders. Um, Russ has started to kind of find his way. So I'm going to go 27-17 Broncos. Stuart? Wowzer. Um, I'm gonna, it's going to either be 14 or 16-12 <clears throat> to Denver. Uh, it's just, it, 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 like Dave said, it's going to be one of the games. 
there's going to be a lot of drives at stall because of um, both defences are being um, outstanding. Both got key running backs missing. Both got key uh, linebackers missing. So I just think it's going to be one of those one of those games where the defences will give you 20 yards to get you to midfield, and then it's it, it will end up I think in my opinion a, a field goal fest like Dave has mentioned. Um, McManus will kick probably three or four I think. Um, hopefully three, and we can get a touchdown as well, uh, just to just to finish it off. Um, but it's going to be one of those. It's going to be another one of those close games again, unfortunately, for the nail biters out there. Well, as long as we get the win, we see it over come out on close the last couple of weeks when they've been nail biters. So we'll take that again. But that will just about do us for this week's episode. Thanks to everyone for listening once again. Thanks as ever to David Stewart for joining me, uh, and we'll be back. Next week, at some point, I know the Broncos have got a, a long gap without playing, so that might change when we record next week's podcast. But we will be back next week, uh, hopefully after the Broncos move back to a winning record. Broncos country, let's ride.